Welcome, everybody, to the Skill Development Playbook Podcast. I am your host, Coach TJ. Season 6, episode number 23. I am going to give you today some tips on how to improve your team or your players' decision-making. We're, we're talking about decision-making today. I know that's a big topic with coaches and um you know, trying to get your players to make the right decision. Right? I mean, ultimately, that's what we want to do. Now, I know that when it comes to skill development, we got to teach them skills, how to dribble, how to pass, how to shoot, how to close out, how to guard the ball, off-ball defense, screening, reading screens. But ultimately, everything that we do is one-on-one or is some type of decision or some type of read. And we have to be able to apply those skills um, and it has to tie into decision making. So what I'm going to do today, I'm just going to talk a little bit about how I like to to drill decision making. And I don't think it's just as simple as I'm going to put a defender out here and let you play and try to make a, a decision or make a read. I think there's different things we got to consider. There are different things we got to think about and know and understand. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit today. So, um, Again, this is about decision making. So let's let's go ahead and get right into it. So when it comes down to decision making, I feel like there are three simple rules, okay, or three simple reads. And this is what I tell every player that I work with. I think it's very, very important to try to keep things as simple as possible. Okay? You want to keep things as simple as possible. You don't want to give the player too much too soon because they'll start thinking too much. And they'll start trying to trying to overanalyze everything. So I tell them there are really on the bare minimum, the basic foundation, there are only three reads on offense. Okay. Do I dribble? Do I pass? And do I shoot? Okay. And and when I say reads, we're talking about reads with, with the ball. Okay, reads with the ball. Uh, Now, there's different types of reads when it comes to screens and stuff like that, and we won't get into that. But just basic three reads. Do I dribble? Do I pass? Or do I shoot? So every time I'm working with a player, I try to get them to understand that's it. Don't think about anything else. Don't try to worry about what the defense is doing, quote unquote, so much. Don't worry about what your teammates are doing. When I'm teaching someone and and we're talking about decision making, this is where I start. When you catch the ball, what do you need to do? Do I dribble? Do I pass? Do I shoot? That's it. Them are the only three legal things we can do with the basketball anyway. So let's not overcomplicate it or make it more difficult than what it really needs to be. Okay? So let's talk about some dribble or drive reads. Okay? Now, Here's the thing I want you to I want you to be able to see. We got those three reads with the ball. And then when we dribble, I try to keep it just as simple. Okay? When I dri- when a player is dribbling, are we going right or left? Are we going straight? Are we going forward or backwards? Are we change do I need to change pace or change direction? That's it. It's it's I mean just and I'm trying to make this as simple as possible with the players I work with. Do I need to go right? Do I need to go left? 
I need to go forward? Do I need to go backwards? Do I change pace or change direction? That's it. I mean, I, I'm sure there's some there are some coaches out there that's way smarter than me and can think of some more things maybe that a player needs to read uh, when they when they're dribbling the basketball. But that's that's how I like to keep it simple. Right, left, forward, backwards, change pace, change speed, or change pace, change direction. Okay, now let's talk about the passing reads. This is what I like to tell players to, to, to think of when it, when it comes to passing. So when you're getting ready to pass the ball, who's open, what pass to make, and being efficient. Do I need to pass it with my left hand or my right hand? Okay, so if I know that I'm ready to get rid of the ball, I need to see who is open. What pass do I need to make? Do I need to make an air pass? Do I make a lob pass, a push pass, bounce pass, behind the back? Whatever type of pass it is, what type of pass do I need to make to be able to get the ball to my teammate? And then efficient, what's the most efficient way to do it? Do I need to pass it with my right hand or my left hand? Okay, and, and this seems, and coaches, this is what I want you to understand. It may seem like this is a little bit of a, you know, like, you know, that's, that's a lot to try to get a, but, but they do this all the time, right? So we work on driving right, kicking out with the right hand. Or we work on driving left and then pick it up and kick it with the left hand or pick it up and pass it with the right. Or we make a bounce. Like, so those are the things that players got to be able to process. Who's open? What pass to make? Do I pass on my left or right hand? Okay. And then let's talk about shooting. All right. Shot reads. Do I catch and shoot or do I dribble and shoot? Now, I want y'all to understand, I know it's more in depth than this, than what I'm talking about and what information that I'm giving you. I get it. I know that. But what I'm talking about is, Trying to make it as simple as possible so players won't overthink. This is the starting point. Do I catch and shoot or do I need to dribble and shoot? Do I need to just catch it, let it go? Or do I need to catch, oh, I may need to take a dribble or two, and then I'm going to shoot. Okay? So we're talking about being efficient with our decision making. Make it as simple as possible. Not to overcomplicate things. Right? Do I dribble? Do I pass? Do I shoot? If I'm dribbling, do I go forward, backwards, left, right? Do I need to change pace, change direction? Passing, you know, who's open? What pass do I make? And then being efficient. Do I pass my left hand or my right hand? And then when it comes to shooting, there's only two ways to get a shot, right? I'm either going to dribble and shoot it or I'm going to catch and shoot. I mean, that's pretty much it, right? So we're trying to make this thing as simple as possible. All right. So now let's get into a look. Let's talk about, uh, I feel like that's important to kind of lay a foundation. Now let's talk about how we can drill decision-making. Uh, I think everybody knows probably the best way to do it is with the defense, right? It's, it's with the defender. But there are two different ways that, well, actually there's three different ways. There are three different ways that I drill decision-making Um there's three different ways that you can use a defender to help drill decision-making. Okay. Now I want you to, the first one is when we're talking about defense or having a defender, we're talking about dummy defense, right? You just, 
They're just running beside you. You're going to go to the basket, score the layup. Now, here's the thing. I know when you say, well, coach, man, if you got dummy defense, there's really no decision being made. It's not being actually made, but you're massaging the, the brain and understanding in this situation, this is what you could do, right? So let's say we're working on uh, finishing at the rim. I can put a player on the right side of the offense. I can put a defender on the right side of the offensive player, and the, the offensive player can dribble his left hand, go to the basket, score the layup. And I can tell him, hey, look how this defender is. Based on this defender, this is the type of finish that you need. Um, and then what I do is I show them a second finish. Okay, if the defender does this, here's a finish that you can use. Now, this is where the second option, when you're using the defender, um, this is where the decision-making will really come in. Now I'm going to get a defense two options, right? I'm going to get them two options. This forces the offense to make a read or make a decision. So I can tell that offensive or the defensive player, hey, uh, let's say it's, we're talking about catching, shooting, or, or catching, drive. All right, your, your two options are get there real quick, close out where they have to dribble the ball on the floor, or the next time you may go up a little bit slow, but mix it up. You know, go hard one, you may go hard two in a row, then you may go slow to get them to really understand how to make that, make that read. Now, here's something that I will tell you um, about shooting. This is what I tell players, and it helps their decision-making. I tell players, when you catch the ball and you're on the perimeter, you need to catch the ball thinking shot. Let the defense take that away. Then you can react and get into something else. But if you're coming off a screen or a cut and you're catching the ball, then you're trying to decide what to do, you're probably not going to make the, the best decision. So when it comes to shooting, uh, I tell players all the time to catch thinking shot. Then you're forcing the defense to get there and you can make the, you can make the correct read or the correct decision. Okay. So uh, with defense, we can have dummy defense or we can have the defense. I can get a defense two or three different options and say, okay, Hey, every time they catch, these are your options. This is what I want you to do. I want you to mix it up. And that'll force the offensive player to, to make a read. Now, Here's something, here's a bonus tip, coaches. Don't let players think, and, and I'm going to talk about this a little bit. Don't let players think that there is a right or wrong, okay? If for some reason I say, okay, if you're coming off a screen and the player is trailing you, I want you to curl hard to the basket for a layup. That's the read, you know, and I'm, I'm not going to tell them that's the right read. I'm not going to tell them that that's the correct read. I'm going to tell them that's the best read. That's the most efficient read. And I get into this a little bit later. Um, so if they, instead of curling hard to the basket for a layup, if they come off that screen to the elbow for a jump shot, they still can make a play. It just might be a little more difficult to make that play, but they still can make that play. So I don't get into right or wrong, correct, incorrect, none of that, um, but, but I'll explain that to y'all a little bit later. All right, so, and then the last, last way you can use defense is just make it live. 
You just you just go live. All right, defense, you can do whatever you want. Uh, you're trying to stop them. Now the offense is making those reads. And, and, and the way you can do this is, Coach, it doesn't necessarily mean live in the sense of you're just going to go out there and do whatever, but you're still within your constraints. Like, okay, we're still coming off of a, off of a pin down screen or we're coming off of a wide pin down or this is in transition or we're coming off an on ball screen. So it's still in, in a certain situation that you want them to be in, but now you're not, you're not limiting the defense to what they can do. Now the defense is just play defense, okay? Now, when you're doing your decision-making and you're drilling decision-making, you have to understand that that is what you're drilling. If you're working with a young player, especially youth players, uh, and even into the high school and even to some college players, don't get caught up in are they making the shot. Really pay attention to are they making the correct decision. Because I have youth players that are fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade. They don't necessarily have the skills to be able to make the shot every single time. And nobody's going to make the shot every single time. But they're going to have, they don't have the skills to be able to make a move against a defender and then make a tough shot six, seven out of ten times. So I tell them, don't worry about if you make the shot. I'm looking at the decision. Did, did you understand to shoot the ball? Did you understand that you should have drove it? Did you understand that oh, that was a good pass because the, the defense took this away, so now you had to make the pass? Those are the things that's important. So if they make the correct read but the skill is lacking, then I can live with that because I know that that skill is going to get better. I know with enough reps – they're going to be able to deliver that pass. But if they can't make the read, it doesn't matter how good of a passer they are. It doesn't matter how good of a ball handling they're off. It doesn't matter how good of a shooter they are. If they can't make the read, then they can't apply that skill when it needs to be applied. So I really like to focus on do they make the right decision, even if the skill is severely lacking, lacking just a little bit, or if they're great at it. But can they make the right decision? Can they read that defender and know what they need to do? Despite the fact if they make the shot or deliver a perfect on-time pass. If they make the read on the defender and they make a change of direction but they lose control of the ball. Hey, I'm good with that. You did the right thing. We just got to tighten up your handle. That's going to come. Keep making the read. So that's that's really important, Coach. So y'all, y'all remember that when you're working with, with your players. All right. So how else can we work on this? Um, how else can we work on this, this decision making? Now, here's the thing I want you to remember. I am a hired individual skill development, player development coach. So I spend a lot of time with players in a one-on-one setting. So I've got some tips for coaches. Even if you coach a team, you may have some time with a player in a one-on-one situation and you want to work on their decision-making. Okay, so this is something that you'll want to do. Um, so number one, something that you can do is the coach can give players different reads, okay? Um, we can have hand-arm signals to show 
the direction you want them to go or a pass that you want them to make. So um, I could be standing on the wing. Player could be near a half court. They can dribble up to me. And as they approach me, I can raise up my right arm or my left arm, right? I can just hold it out to the side. And I could tell them whatever hand I hold up, you go the opposite direction or you go underneath my arm. Okay, so as they're dribbling up, they see the hand, they see the arm, they got to make the change of direction. They have to go in that, in that direction. <coughs> Excuse me. So that's a way to do that. Um, even with the pass. So I've had players. Yeah, excuse me. I had to give me a quick drink of water. I've even had players that will be on the opposite side of the floor. They make a dribble move to the basket and I raise my hands up. If they see my hands, they make the pass, they relocate, I throw it back to them, and then they may drive again. If I show my hands again, they have to make the pass. If I don't show my hands, then they finish it, okay? But this is something that happens. Sometimes I throw my hands up real late, and they'll go into their shot and finish it. And they may say, oh, I made the wrong read. No, you didn't make the wrong read. Did you make the shot? (laughs) You know, so it doesn't have to be perfect. And, and again, I'm going to get into why I feel like it's better to say efficient and, and not right or wrong. But, you know, that that's just one way for a coach to really force them to make reads. Um, and by doing this, it opens up their, their eyes, their vision to be able to see the floor. They don't get locked in on just I'm just dribbling to a spot and I'm shooting. They're being more aware of what's going on on the court. Um, you can have body movements. Uh, another one that, that a coach could do is body movement for drives, uh, for players to go straight, left, right, or backwards, right? So one drill that I, that I really love is uh, I put a chair or a cone. I know some of y'all don't like chairs or cones, but I use them. Uh, <laughs> uh, I put a chair or cone at the top of the key. I stand a, a step or two behind that chair. They dribble up. They change direction. And then I tell them, this is your read. If you see my chest, you change direction. If you don't see my chest and there's nobody in between you and the basket, you keep going to the basket. So as they come up to the chair and change direction, I might get in front of them. They have to change direction again or make an in and out, get around me and go to the basket. Okay, and there's a number of different ways you can do this. You can put that chair in different different spots on the floor. You could tell them if I jump in front of you, you got to back up and then reattack. Um, I could I also tell the players sometimes that if I cut them off, they could change direction or they can back up. Sometimes they'll make the move at the chair. And as they're attacking, I'm trying to beat them to the spot. So I tell them to pull up and shoot the jump shot. So. It's, you know, it's one of those, one of those types of uh, uh, reads that they can have, okay? And then the last one is your voice. To call out numbers or you can call out a color or you can call out an action. Um, but when you do this, make sure you're paying attention to their technique. Anytime that you're doing any of these, make sure you're paying attention to their technique. But w- we want to just call out. You know, a number. I could tell a player, hey, if you're dribbling down the court and I call out one, this is what I want you to do. If you're dribbling down the court and I call out two, then this is what I want you to do. Um, 
So sometimes what I would do is I would give the player, um, you know, three different actions, one, two, and three. And then on the pass, as the ball is in the air, I call out one, two, or three. And each of those numbers will represent something different for them to do. So one might be a one dribble pull-up going right. Two might be a two dribble pull-up going left. Three might be a pump fake one dribble and a shot. Um, and so what you can do is you can toss them that ball, call out one of those numbers, and then you can play defense to where they have to read. Okay, I, I'm, I'm trying to get to my one dribble pull-up, but the defender is there. I might need to change direction, or I might need to back up, or I might need to pump fake. So you're just doing something to force them to make that read, okay? All right, and then the next thing we got, uh, group team training sessions when you're making decisions. This is usually the, the, the most popular way or small-sided games or advantage, disadvantage, um, because it's a little more, it resembles a game a little bit more. But your group training session, when you work on, um, on making decisions, you can do, of course, two-on-one, three-on-one, three-on-two, uh, four-on-three, five-on-four, anything that gives the offense an advantage. You can do advantage, disadvantage, even with one-on-one, two-on-two, three-on-three, four-on-four, and five-on-five. So uh, if you're doing it that way, you know, you could have it where if it's a one-on-one, -on -one, the offensive player can, can have the ball and the defense player can, can start two steps behind them. Or it could be the offensive player has the ball uh, defense is standing in front of them with their back to them, and the offensive player can have their hand on the ball on the defender's back. So you're giving them, you are giving them a advantage, but they're also going to make some type of read because the defense is going to react, and then the offense is going to have to react to what the defense does or what the defense tries to take away. So you got those, you got those right there. So you can do advantage, disadvantage. Um, you can you can make the offense have an advantage in, in a one-on-one, two-on-two, three-on-three, four-on-four, or five-on-five. Or you can put the defense at a disadvantage and give the offense like an additional offensive player in a two-on-one or, or three-on-two or, or four-on-three. Or you can have that extra defender come in um, after the drill is already started. Okay? All right, so... Real quick, well, I'm about done. I'm almost going to wrap this thing up here in just a minute. Uh, let's talk about some additional tips, okay? Additional tips when it comes to decision-making. Number one, there's more than one way to do something. That's important. There's more than one way to do something. And here's what I tell players. Typically, if the ball is on the wing and we drive baseline, we want to have the opposite corner occupied, right? So if you're on the wing, on the weak side wing, and that weak side corner is vacant, then we want to drift to that corner, right? I think every coach would say that's, that's kind of what we want. That's what we want to do. That's what we want to look for. But that's not the only answer, right? So I teach players there are four things you can do off of penetration if you're off the ball. You can stay, you can drift, you can lift, or you can cut back door. All four of those decisions work. But what I also tell players when it comes to making decisions, the reason why I don't want you to think that this is the only thing to do is because the game is so dynamic. 
right? There is so much going on. I can't predict what the defense will do in any particular moment in the game. Only thing that I can do as a coach is I can give you tools to go in your tool belt that will help improve your decision making. So you can make the best decision for that particular moment. So if a player is driving baseline and, the, and, the, and there's a backside player and he is 6'6", 6'7", 6'8", and you're trying to drift to the corner, the player that drove baseline on the opposite side probably won't be able to get that pass to you. They're not going to be able to see you. So if that player decided to stay and then the pass was made to them across court and they were able to make a positive play out of that, you can't be mad about that. That was the correct decision for that particular moment. Okay? So we got to understand there's more than one way uh, to do something. Number two, give players options, but allow them to explore and learn on their own. Again, don't be like, this is the only way to do this. This is what you do every single time. No, say, look, typically, if they drive baseline, this is what we want. If this player drives middle, this is what we want. If you're on a post and there's penetration, this is what we want. But you can also do this, right? Uh, but you got to allow them to, to try to figure some things out on their own, all right? Number three, get feedback from players. Understand their why. Okay, understand their why. What did they see? Then give them solutions or help them find better solutions. So if a player does something, instead of just saying, ah, oh, that's not right, why did you do this? Find out why. And, and, and coaches, I want to say this real quick. This has nothing to do with set plays. I'm not talking about a set play where a player is supposed to, you know, set a pin down and then they decided to to do a to execute an Iverson cut. I'm not talking about nothing like that. I'm talking about your guys are playing basketball before you jump down their throat and, and try to say they made the wrong decision. Get feedback from them first. Okay. Why did you do that? <laughs> Why did you make this pass? Why did you dribble here? Why did you shoot that shot? Why, why, why? That's important to try to get some type of feedback. Then we could talk about some other solutions if that wasn't the best solution. And after we talk about that, uh, we got to help them find those solutions. Okay, don't just tell them, help them find those solutions. Okay, number four, stay away from right and wrong. Use terms like more efficient better, smarter. Uh, I, I like using those terms because I don't want players worrying about, am I making the right decision? Now, some coaches may not agree with this, but this is, this is what I would like. And, I, and, I, and you got to understand, I'm, I'm strictly talking about skill development. I'm not talking about in live game competition. I want them to explore and make mistakes in skill development so they understand what to do when it comes to competition. I tell players all the time, don't be indecisive. Whatever it is that you're wanting to do, do it. Okay? If, if you catch the ball and you know you did, or you feel like you should shoot it, shoot the ball. If the shot get blocked or if you hold on to the ball too long, 
or whatever outcome it may be, we can talk about that. And then we can figure out if that was the best solution or the most efficient thing to do, or was there something better that we could have done? And a lot of times after you point it out to them and you talk to them, they know, yeah, I probably should have made the extra pass. I, I should have pumped fake. I should have kept going left. I should have used my weekend. Yeah, and instead of an air pass, that should have been a bounce pass. Well, well why? And, and they have to understand why. Not just because they threw it in the air and it didn't work. Why should you have made a bounce pass? Why should you have kept going left? Why should you have used your left hand on the finish? Why should you have called and shot it? Why should you have made the extra pass? Those are the things that's important. So now it hits home so that player to understand what's what's really going on. But um, when you say things like, that's not the right read, that's wrong, now you're going to have those players second-guessing every time they catch the ball. Every time they catch, they're going to hesitate. They're going to think about, oh, I don't want to make the wrong decision. Um, but if you tell the player, hey, I, I get, okay, that makes sense. I, I get what you're saying, but look. And, and it doesn't, and coaches, here's the thing, it doesn't matter if they make the shot, we still got to talk about what's the most efficient or best play. Hey, I like what you did. Could that play have been better? What, what would have been the best team play? Oh, uh, if I had made the extra pass, other than that, okay. I just want to make sure that you understand. When you catch that ball and that defender closes out hard on you and you got a teammate that's to your right, that's one pass away, we got to trust that teammate. We got to trust that teammate and make that extra pass. Okay? All right. Um, and then the last one is just try to add decision-making to your drills. Now, what that does is it keeps players engaged and off autopilot. There's nothing wrong with block drills. There's nothing wrong with a high number of reps. There's nothing wrong with just working on coming down, making a change of direction, and finishing with a right-handed or left-handed layup or some different type of finish at the rim. But we ultimately want to be able to make a decision. Um, you can add decision making in those drills and it makes it way better. Much, much better. So an example would be instead of just dribbling down to the wing, changing direction and going to the rim and making a layup, you can add two you can add two decisions on this. Player dribbles to a chair, change direction, just like I was talking about earlier earlier. You can have a coach or a manager or another player behind that chair and they can move in front, in front of the player or they can stand still to force that player to make a read. They attack the basket. Now there's a defender coming up and they have to figure out what's the best way to finish over or around this defender. So now there's two reads they're having to make instead of putting it on autopilot and thinking about you know, some TikTok video that they saw or some text message or some boyfriend or girlfriend that they got. Now they're totally engaged and focused on what they're what they're supposed to be doing. So don't be afraid to add decision making to your drills. All right. Well, coaches, that's it. We talked about some decision making. I hope I gave you all something valuable. Um, we talked about an offense, keeping it simple. Three little reads, dribble, pass and shoot. Then I gave you some reads off the dribble. Some reads off the pass, some reads off the shot. Then we got into decision-making and talking about um, how you can do it with a defense, uh, individual training sessions, group training sessions. And then I finished up by giving you all some tips. So 
Um, before I let y'all go, let me tell you real quick. Follow me on social media at NBNBball. That's Twitter, IG, and I'm excited to say I'm on Clubhouse. Okay, I just got an invite. I'm on there. I don't know what I'm doing yet, quite yet. Uh, but if you happen to be on Clubhouse, look me up at NBNBball. Uh, I'm looking, I'm, I've, I've been intrigued by it, so I'm, I'm going to be uh, hosting some things. I want to talk about skill development. I want some people to, to come in there and join in. So if you're on there, look me up. Uh, I'm trying to follow some different people. I hope, hopefully some people will be following me because I'm really intrigued by this. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see how, how it does. So the, again, that's on social media at NBNBball. That's Twitter, Instagram, and Clubhouse. If you need to email me about anything, anything at all skill development related, uh, shoot me an email, info at tjonesfirm.com. That's info at tjonesfirm.com. Um, and speaking of tjonesfirm.com, be sure to check out my website. Again, it's tjonesfirm.com. Um, it has all the information about different things that I got going on, different services I offer. Um, I'm, I've been doing some, some consulting and, and I have actually been working with a, with a high school that's not too far from, from the town that I live in and putting together a complete comprehensive skill development program for the varsity team. And we're talking about everything from coach and player expectations to, uh, you know, putting together foundation, foundational skills and talking about shooting and, and the whole nine. And then once the season's over, myself and the coach will sit down and we will actually talk about his offense and come up with drills, customized drills for his team based on his offense. Here's the cool part about that. It's going to start with the individual player into group and then into team. So it's going to flow and transition from the spring into the summer and then into the fall uh, before, into part of the preseason before the season starts next year. So this isn't just going to be, here's our offense, let's break this down, these actions down, and, and come up with a few drills. This is really going to be based on the individual players that, that fill his roster, um, what, this, what these particular players may need. So, so what I mean is, Let's say you're a point guard or you're the main ball handler. And there are certain actions that they're going to go through throughout their offense. So with those certain actions, it's going gonna, it's gonna to say, well, you need certain skills. Well, in order to have those certain skills, there are certain things that you're going to have to do to improve your game to be successful within the system. We're not building system players, but we're building successful players to be able to be effective in that in that system so we're really breaking this down looking at the offense looking at the actions and the skills that's needed to be able to perform or execute those actions and then we're putting that into the program for the spring into the summer and then into the fall so if that is something you're interested in or even just want to inquire about y'all be sure to email me at info at tjonesfirm.com um and uh, I'll, I'll be able to give you some more information on that. Now, also, I've been working on my SDP membership. 
It's tjonesfirm.com forward slash SDP hyphen membership. And this membership is coming later on this year. Um, you know, if you're needing to take control of your skill development program, we got, we got, we got something for you. Um, you can get early access. There is, if you go to the website and scroll down a little bit, it'll say get early access. You click on that button, fill out a form, and then uh, I email you some stuff and, and kind of let you know what to expect. But, you know, it's helping you get organized. Um, and I'm going to tell y'all, if you get early access, you'll get the membership for free. But this actual membership is going to have um, exclusive podcast information. It's going to have free downloads. It's going to have video courses. And we're going to be doing live webinars. So it's going to get updated on a, on a consistent basis. It's going to have a ton of info. I'm really looking forward to it. So if that is something you're interested in, go to S, go to tjonesfirm.com forward slash SDP hyphen membership. Last thing before I let you go, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. All right. Also, if you listen to it on the Apple podcast, I need a five star rating. I settle for a four star, but I really want a five star. Okay, I really appreciate if I can get a five star rating on Apple Podcasts. They just kind of boost it, let people know, hey, this this podcast is very informative. It's getting a lot of information. Uh, people are enjoying it, and it'll it'll be it'll be uh, recommended to uh, other individuals and coaches that maybe even uh, listen to other podcasts that's about basketball. So that is it. I appreciate y'all. Um, Check in with me next week because we'll have another brand new podcast episode. But until then, thank y'all and God bless.